The sun is shining, but it's also raining, so I'm opening my umbrella here as I leave the, the office. And uh, you can still hear the raindrops on the umbrella. Although I think this may be over soon. If I look at towards the west, to the city center, then I see more dark clouds, so this may be just temporary relief. The weather is behaving strangely. It's uh, still summertime. Temperatures are much lower than last month. Um, but we do have also a lot of autumn showers and even thunderstorms just uh, half an hour ago. I was hearing the, the, the thunder rolling. And as soon as that happens, of course, I'm going to be back inside because it's never a good idea to walk out in the open with, a, with an umbrella <laughs> asking for trouble. It's been a, it's been a good week. We've uh, made, uh, we've continued to plan for the next couple of weeks, and I'm very happy that things are seemingly on track. I'm still editing my Ireland documentary. I'm not actually not editing. What I do first is uh, write the story. Um, so I filmed a lot with my phone, but only after a couple of days, I decided to film it in such a way that I could turn it into. Um, a, a TV episode and also an English documentary yeah, or documentary may be a big word for basically a travel travel log um, but I wanted to do something more than well, on the first day we did this and the second day we did that I tried to edit uh, an episode of vlog on my phone using uh, um, Kine some kind of Android app of course on the iPhone you have iMovie which is really great for for editing, you don't have an equivalent on the on on Android. Although that, I think that Kinematic or something like that, there is an app that you can buy, which is pretty powerful. It has a lot of the functionality of iMovie. The downside is it's more expensive. It doesn't come for free, so you have to pay like a monthly fee, I think, to use it. But I figured this is a good way to. Uh, see if I can replicate the workflow that I had on my iPhone, um, filming and editing, uh, even adding voiceover tracks in, in, on just my phone, if I can replicate that, that workflow on, the, uh, on Android. And so I started to edit the vlog of the first day, and it was just a usual, like, here I am in the kitchen, and uh, yesterday we arrived, and... It was cold and was raining, and today we're going to do this and that, and then we'd add the images. It, it all went well. The, the thing was, I didn't have any internet access that was fast enough to upload a video, and so I gave up on that. Plus, it was still a lot of work, because you have to... Uh, you can't really do voiceovers when you're vlogging. You have to be on location and talk to the camera, and then... It, it's just not my preferred way of working and the downside also was that if I would only vlog the material would be un, unusable for my Dutch TV show because I would be speaking in English which has uh, caused some problems in the past as well with stuff that I filmed um, so I kind of found a middle way I was filming some of the vlog elements uh, just uh, explaining on camera what I was doing and what, what was there to be seen but I also did a lot of just filming, um, trying to kind of replicate the camera movements that I would make if I had used a, a real camera. Well, actually, it is a real camera. It's just a very small one in a phone. 
Um, but I tried to film it in such a way that it would be usable uh, for um, a, a production that would use voiceovers. So, uh, because that's kind of how I do a lot of the TV show. I, I kind of, if it's either interview based or it's voiceover based, but what you need is a good story. And so I'm still uh, fin- finishing that story. Currently, I'm kind of struggling with uh, a transition between uh, an element where I've, I kind of start with the early religious traces in Ireland. So we visited a couple of these Neolithic um, parks with, and also a burial pr- place, which was super impressive. We find these megalithic tombs. Megalith means big, big rock. And uh, there are burial places that date back to 5,000 years ago, which is fascinating. So you see that even the, the Christian era in Ireland builds upon a much older religious awareness. And I kind of wanted to make the, the transition between that, those prehistoric times, or Neolithic times, it's kind of pre, pre, prehistory, is such a weird term. It's like the Dark Ages when you mean the Middle Ages. It's a, it's a, it's a misnomer. There are no Dark Ages. The Middle, the Middle Ages are full of light and full of culture. And it's a, it's a very pejorative term. And in a certain way, prehistory, prehistoric is also a word that doesn't match the reality. I mean, why would that be prehistoric? It's history. <laughs> Those were people with a culture, with beliefs, with, with values. So... It's almost as if you kind of discard it as, well, that was just not part of our history. But it is. It very much is. And you see a lot of elements in those early times that are still part of our cultures today. Because they're just kind of part of how we live together as human beings. So, but I'm kind of struggling between how to make the transition from the, the part about the Neolithic times and the early christian times in ireland because of course you jump forward four thousand years <laughs> and um well actually not in four four thousand yeah four, four kind of four thousand years um so how do i or is it five thousand bc wait a minute now i'm starting to wonder if neolithic was five thousand bc or if it was just five thousand years ago hmm i need to look that up before i <laughs> before i make any statements about that so anyway, it's, there's a massive amount of time between uh, those, the history of those uh, Neolithic sites and uh, uh, the early Middle Ages when um, St. Patrick and the other evangelists came over to Ireland to, to start Christian culture there. So I'm wondering, and plus I don't want to make it a long history lesson. That is also... Uh, a bit boring so I'm trying to find some levity but at the same time it needs to still keep the propel the story forward so I have some footage of a a music festival in one of the villages which is kind of modern day uh, Irish uh, culture but then that there is no link between uh, the music and and the history um, and then I don't really have that. I have just have some, some generic stuff of uh, us visiting parts of Northern Ireland. So may, I may just include some of that. Anyway, it's just these, these little puzzles that I have to solve when I tell a story. How to make it logical, but also how to keep people engaged and interested. 
Um, but once I've written the entire voiceover text, then I can accelerate and I can sit down and read read the read it in both in English and in, in Dutch. Probably have to make the English version a little bit shorter because I have a lot of stuff that I explain on camera. Actually, much more than I can do in the TV show. So the English version is going to be a lot. I don't know, much more, much more interesting, probably. Um, and then I sit down and I'm going to edit uh, and and try to put the footage together. And I the, the only the other doubt that I have is, do I have enough non-speaking footage for a TV show? Um, and and part of me is a bit uh, worried that I I did, I did a lot of uh, shots of. Um, you know, the, just the, the nature and, and where I was. And usually I would uh, try to keep filming for at least 10 seconds. But 10 seconds is not much. So I may have a lot of individual videos, but you need six shots to, to make one minute of TV. So will that be enough? I do have a lot of walking, climbing stuff, uh, which is uh, probably much longer. So when, I, when we uh, climbed Saint, across St. Saint Patrick then, yeah, that takes... That's probably a, a 15 minutes of footage, but I can't fill a TV episode with just me going up a, a mountain and I was like, oh, this is really tough. <laughs> you can only do that a, a few times before people get bored. I think it stopped raining. I have to close the umbrella. I'm approaching the city center here. So right in front of me is uh, the, the southern gate of the city which is uh, consists of two towers and an archway and uh, this was a rune actually not so long ago and they decided to rebuild it thankfully so it's a very very nice entrance to the main shopping street here that leads straight to the to two churches the church of saint george which is now a protestant church and then behind that you see the lone tower of our lady of amersfoort which is the only thing that remains of a big pilgrim's church. Here on my right is a store that I quickly need to visit in order to see if they have Lego base plates. Um, now that I'm working on some more uh, Lego projects, I notice what I lack, and it's just the basics, like a base plate to, on which to build my, my building. So this is actually... Um, store where they sell shampoo and medication and stuff but they also have a small section with usually quite affordable Lego but those base plates are not in every store so sometimes you have to order them online um, and I need those here is Lego and it's usually a couple of euros cheaper than elsewhere uh, this is just bricks. These are the big base plates, the, the gray ones. But they're too big. They're very unwieldy. So this is th three euros cheaper. Oops. Yep. Sorry about that. Just put this back. Let's see if they have. I need the green base plates, but this is just gray. Is there anything underneath it? Sorry, I'm trying to 
wheeled microphone, Lego, and my umbrella. No, that's just gray. That's unfortunate. Uh, let's see, there's another Lego section right here with a lot of Lego City stuff, uh, which I don't need, some Ninjago. Star Wars, they only have Anakin's fighter from the prequels. Hmm, not so interesting. No, I don't see, well, wait a minute. These are also stones or bricks, uh, but no base plates. All right, well, they have one more store. Toy Story 4 Lego, I've never seen that one before. They have another store, oh, Star Wars. Oh, these are the Funko Pops. They've got Rose, just four bucks. Podameron. Oh, that's cool. But Funko Pops, very dangerous. Once you start collecting them, you just keep buying them and it's not very useful. Uh, so even though it's just four bucks, you know, why would I? All right, let me see if I can pass here. Silly, my gift, she's um, back outside. So, the the Irish project. I'm, I'm glad that I, I gave myself two weeks to finish it instead of one. First, I was very ambitious and I was like, I'm going to be able to do that in one one week. But then there are a lot of other things that we're currently working on. Most importantly, of course, overall planning of our next season and. Uh, and, of course, the uh, refurbishment slash redecoration of our offices upstairs. It's a big project. We need to keep that going. And we're working with uh, outside help. Clary uh, is a woman who helps us with our branding and uh, creating a, a better marketing plan. And that, too, gives us all homework to do. So that, that also kept me busy. Plus, there's also the situation with my father... Um, normally on Monday I, I, I work a, an entire day so that would be a great day for editing but yesterday I went to visit my, my dad in the nursing home where he is currently being treated and uh, I wasn't able to make it in the weekend so I went on Monday afternoon and I was very happy to see that he had made tremendous progress especially mentally so lately he's been really the fog is clearing um, you can have a, a, a good conversation with him. He seems to be very content with the situation. He knows that he may not return completely to his older self, but he's very much... Um, he's like, well, if this is the way it is, then this is the way it is. I, mean, I can live with that. And it's uh, the people are nice. I get a lot of people that visit me. I have some alone time. Uh, the food is good, um, and it, it's it's really great to to kind of have my father back in a certain way. You can you can have a very pleasant conversation, especially if you talk about things that he knows. Like I, of course, uh, told him about my adventures in Ireland, and then he's got all the details in his head, and he enjoys talking about that. And well, he's he's uh, been to Ireland and Scotland and uh, Brittany and France, so Gaelic culture is very dear to his heart 
even tried to learn Gaelic when he was younger. Oh, I got some street music here. That's cool. Um, so he enjoys talking about that, but the, the moment he wants to express something more abstract, you can see that his uh, he, he, he himself described it uh, as, it feels as if there's a thick curtain in front of my brain and I can't reach it, I can't go through. And so when I need to express more abstract things, I usually tend to think about that one, you know, in bed before I go, go to sleep. It takes him a, a lot more effort to um, formulate his thoughts. He, he kind of knows what he wants to say, but he can't say it. But he's not frustrated about that. It's just a bit of a... It's like a word. Sometimes he can't find a word. Um, but he kind of accepts that that's just what, what it is. And he, yesterday he told me it's not that I'm going to be a professor at the university anytime soon. So, you know, who cares? And um, that was... I was, I was very happy to hear that from him, that despite the, the problems that he, he has had, he accommodates, he adapts to the situation, and it doesn't bother him. And it's, it's great to see my dad uh, just being in a good mood and in a good, in a good place. Um, so that, but that took up uh, most of the afternoon and part of the evening. So today I may actually work a little bit uh, longer and uh, do some um, I, I try to record the podcast the other my weekly show and uh, I'll do that uh, around lunchtime and then maybe I'll have some time left it's now 10 past noon over here I may actually spend a few more hours uh, to, to at least finish the, the voiceover for the for the editing and then once that is done the fun begins because it's always nice to be able to edit on the basis of a, of a good voiceover, of a good story. Makes it, makes it much easier to choose what you're going to uh, uh, put on the screen. And, uh, and then I can add music. And it's, it's kind of the more creative side. This part of the process is more the narrative side. i got to kind of put some effort in telling a good story. But that is not the worst thing to do either. So here's a second store where they have Lego. Uh, oh, wait a minute. No, this is the expensive one. They do have Lego, but it's all the um, official prices. So I usually go there to see if there's anything new, but I'll do that when I get back from the other store. Speaking of Lego, I've already told this to those of you that follow me on YouTube. Um, I've, I've restarted my YouTube uh, sessions. Always fun to do and so liberating to be able to just chat with people, answer their questions, talk with them about anything, Star Wars or Lego, or also, but also just about life and about problems sometimes that people struggle with, and at the same time doing something creative. Um, but yesterday I, I was uh, telling my viewers that I had found uh, a solution to uh, for another project that I'm working on, which is to create educational videos uh, with Lego. Those have been so successful and I wanted to create a better workflow for that because it was literally done so far with a sticky tape and just a big hassle to kind of try to light it correctly. What I want to do now is to create um, a permanent set that is kind of comparable to the backlot of Universal Studios. If you've ever been there or maybe you've seen 
video of that. The, uh, the back lot is um, basically a fake town that was used, for instance, in, in, in Back to the Future, you know, with the, the town hall and the park and the stores and the, the cinema and uh, the, the bar where Marty McFly goes to. And with minor modif- modifications, that back lot can serve as a backdrop for a lot of stories and a lot of movies have been filmed there. And I was, that, that's what I want to build. I want to build a big, versatile back lot that, can, that I can use and that is well lit and I can use it as a backdrop or as a, as a context for the stories that I want to tell. The thing is, in order to build, especially for, if you want to have buildings, um, that is a very expensive uh, endeavor when you want to build it all with Lego. Lego is expensive. It's a, it's a great hobby, but it's super expensive. Even secondhand Lego it's like iPhones it just retains its value it doesn't really go down in price plus there's a huge market of of Lego enthusiasts that that will start bidding on eBay and makes it unaffordable so I'm trying to find something that fits my wallet and my limited budget but can still be something that is that looks good okay here's the second store see if they have the Lego that I'm looking for always smells of um, of medication these stores let's see it's always in the back the toys detergent oh wow they have like an extra sale on top of the sale where it's 75% off but that usually does not cover uh, the Lego just the stuff they want to get rid of and Lego something they can always sell but you never know I'm just going to take a look here oh here's a big Lego and with base plates very cool alright my umbrella just uh, started to uh, <laughs> to come apart why can't they make umbrellas that just can resist wind apparently it's a uh, I once had a storm umbrella. I think it was even developed in the Netherlands. Where you could close this thing. Probably broke it while... Oh no. Now the wires of my headphones are getting tangled up in the umbrella. All right. There we go. That's better. Um... I had this storm umbrella, but the company that made it went belly up. Okay, these are city plates. I don't need those yet. I need the blue one and the green one. And they're just six bucks a piece. One for water, one for grass. And I'll just have something. So I'm just going to go for those two. Let's see what else have they got. Lots of Lego friends, which is targeted towards girls. Not very usable. They've got some Harry Potter stuff, but not much. Lego Movie 2, that's all on sale because it uh, didn't really do as, as, as well as they hoped it would. And then there's some generic Star Wars stuff. Microfighters, A-Wing, TIE si- versus TIE Silencer. Yeah, but that's usually... 
The only the only set that I like here is with the uh, the Tatooine Battle Pack because it, it's got it has two Jawas and one uh, Sand person <laughs> and the the red R two unit from the first movie, but I, I don't have those minifigures yet. But I don't have a, a practical purpose for them, so that will probably retain its price. But I need these plates, so I'm gonna pay for those. Six bucks a piece. That's okay. Um, hello. Got these today. Uh, yeah, do one. Thank you. Duh. There we go. Two base plates. And I always need to receipt in case I wander into another toy sh- store that ha- also sells Lego. <laughs> uh, where was I? So, uh, so what was the solution that I found? In, well, buying discounted Legos like this. But also, um, I went looking for people that wanted to get rid of their uh, cloned Lego stuff, the fake Lego. Um, it, it's, uh, as you know, uh, the, uh, the fa- one of those factories has been busted, the, the Lepin factory. So a lot of that um, fake Lego is no longer available or they're just selling out kind of the, re- the, the remain- remaining stock. Um, but I found a guy who is selling, he has like eight buildings uh, like street view buildings so it's kind of the, the well the stuff that I need for the back lot but it's not real Lego it's uh, it's uh, fake Lego and uh, he's selling them he uh, wants to get rid of his collection and so they're pretty cheap and I just uh, decided to buy the entire um, street that he had for about what is it 55 euros I think uh, per building which is still pricey, but when you consider the, uh, the, the, the use that I'm going to make of it and how well these LEGO videos are doing, um, I think it'll be okay. It has the added advantage of being already assembled, so I may still rebuild them just for the fun of it, but it, it, it definitely beats you know, getting, getting fake LEGO from China or that sort of stuff that just continues to feed that industry um, so I'm, I'm probably going to get those buildings later this week or perhaps even today in the evening uh, the guy doesn't live very far away and then I can already start you know building another idea that I had which I'm super excited about is um, you, you may know that Lego has this uh, pop-up book which is really cool it's like a book made out of Lego bricks but when you open it uh, fairy tales pop up just like an old fashioned pop up book but then with Lego and I figured I could do something like that with Bible stories just turn that into a Bible instead of a fairy tale book some atheist would say well it's the same but um, but uh, uh, turn it into a Bible and then just make these little sets of, of places where Jesus has been and just tell Bible stories with that you know, kind of in a very simple way. You can use minifigures and use that pop-up stuff like the backdrop. 
So I need to get myself one of those pop-up books. They may actually have it in this store, Enter Toys. Uh, they have the Lego in the back. Well, actually, no, they have it in, on the side here. Uh, let's see. Lego Duplo, it's for kids. They've got the same base plates. So I'm glad I have the ticket. They've got a lot of Lego City stuff, which may come in useful. Uh, I always like the figures, the minifigures. Uh, Ninjago. But this is really all very pricey. But they do have the TIE Fighter on, on sale. <laughs> Two euros off. Well, that's not much. And then um, they've got Christmas Lego, which is kind of cool as well. The architecture sets are great. I have San Francisco and uh, uh, Paris that I still have to build. That's all. Yeah, they do have... Less. Let me take a look at the video games. Just old habit. <laughs> See if they've got anything on sale here. Oh, it's all still very expensive. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's something I want to get, but it is still 30 bucks. And they've got some Fallout. Eh. Recore for the Xbox. I don't know that game. I don't have much time to play video games anyway, so I'm just going to skip this. And the PlayStation 4 usually has much more, but the other day I saw um, a VR, uh, a Skyrim VR, and it was just four bucks. Unbelievable. But that's only for the PlayStation 4, which I don't have anymore. <laughs> I've got a few mm, PC games, but none of that is beating the prices that you can find online, so, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go back to the office and record my weekly show. And, uh, oops. They do have electronic um, surveillance as well, so... <laughs> I'm always a bit queasy when I walk out the store with something that looks like it could have been merchandised from that store. <laughs> Being pinned to the ground, you know. Hands in the air. <laughs> but, but, I bought it at the other store. Prove it. <laughs> I forgot to ask for the receipt. <laughs> okay, you're going to jail. All right. Anyway. Um... So the, the, uh, the Lego projects are a part of, of the things that I really enjoy doing. And uh, I know that it's, it's useful. The, the Christmas Lego, that's another project that I have. Um, one of these weeks I'm going to film in the northern part of the country. For, I'm going to already film the Christmas TV show, which is crazy, but I'd like to work ahead. And I'm going to visit this lady that I met during my four-day walk. Uh, three weeks ago and uh, uh, not only is she, uh, was she was she walking for charity but she also told me that one of her uh, her work one of her, of her hobbies but it's also work that she does uh, for a living is to create nativity scenes and including the big ones and she's now working on a massive project of creating a kind of an Italian slash Spanish nativity uh, 
diorama, which is going to be very, very large and has to uh, contain uh, tiny little buildings and and, uh, lots and lots of figures. And she wants to tell the Christmas story with that. And so I'm going to film at her place while she's still building that up. It's for... uh, for, um, uh, like grottos in the southern part of the of the city of, of, of the country they have these big um, caves that were formed while they were excavating stones and uh, they're now tourist attractions and one of the biggest attractions of the year is a huge Christmas market but it's all very commercial very um, non-Christian it's lots of uh, just a Christmas junk and but the owner of that um, of that market has asked her to to create a Christian nativity diorama. That got me thinking. I was like, what if I create something like that, like a Napolitan uh, nativity diorama using Lego? Uh, and it, it of course that's a very different project from a city because you want to have something that is a little bit smaller. But how cool would it be to create a little Christmas um, exposition? A little bit like um, my friend Father Harry does, uh, but he doesn't use Lego. He uses his model train. He's been doing that since he was a child with his mom. Every year they would build this small Christmas city or town. And he still does that every year. And it looks beautiful. It's got little lights and he's got all sorts of... Like every scene... It has a reference to uh, either a gospel story um, or an Old Testament prophecy. And it's so educational. So he was showing me that last year, or was it two years ago already? It's like, this is such a great tool to explain the depth of the Christmas story. Everybody knows the nativity story, but we've romanticized it and we, we dumbed it down. And what we don't see is the preparation of the uh, coming of Christ on earth in the Old Testament stories. And uh, by creating that town and referencing all these stories, you can actually use that to explain to kids and perhaps also to parents what the, the true meaning of Christmas is. Sounds a bit like a, like a cliche, but it's true that the true meaning of Christmas is not just Christ being born in Bethlehem, but it's the plan that God had since the beginning of, of mankind, um, of, of saving us, of saving us after the sin of Adam and Eve, and ultimately by sending, after the prophet, sending uh, this, this Messiah, who turned out to be uh, a child born in a manger, or were born in, a, in, a, in Bethlehem and then put in a manger. And all those stories complement the events in, uh, in, in in nativity scene. So that's another project that I'd like to work on. I don't know if that's going to be for this year, but uh, it's definitely on my mind. Because as I've explained it before, the, the advantage of Lego is it is such a universally loved language. Or, because it's, you can tell a story with Lego and everyone will understand it. Um, and everybody knows that language and especially kids love it so why not um, why not do that for 
the most important stories that we have to tell. Anyway, so that is kind of what I'm working on right now. And then finally, um, I really like um, the, the fact that the new year, the new season is starting again and we can work on these newer projects. It challenges me to come up with solutions and do something out of the ordinary. That's probably why I like making TV shows that much because every time you put together a story, it's like a puzzle and it challenges you and it, 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 it expands time. And I was um, in my homily last Sunday, I was talking about that. It was the gospel of uh, uh, the Jesus comparing or warning people that they should be vigilant because you never know when the Lord returns from a wedding and, uh, and when he finds his servants still awake, he'll prepare a meal for them and serve them. And then Peter asks Jesus, is that just for the general people that you were telling that story or does it also apply to us? And then Jesus gives him a pretty stern warning. He's like, well, for you it's even more true and more important um, because um, if you are working for the Lord and then you think, to, you tell yourself, well, it's going to take a while for him to return and you start mistreating the other servants and uh, you... Uh, you you um, uh, use the money to for your own gain, etc. You start you stop serving, um, then you your fate will be worse than that of the others, because so much has been entrusted to you, and the more that has been entrusted to you, the greater will be asked from you. Later on, we get a lie, like a lay version of that in Spider Man. With great power comes great responsibility. That's basically. Um, the gist of what Jesus says uh, to those that have been given a lot of responsibilities and talents a lot will be asked from you so you have a responsibility to put it to good use and I was kind of connecting that to the first reading where it's about uh, it's from the book of wisdom where it says that uh, God had uh, pre-announced the deliverance from Egypt uh, way in advance why? Because it gave people a reason to hope and to, it gave them energy to uh, stand fast in times of trial. And so both these stories talk about what we call in theology teleology. Teleos in Greek means uh, uh, an end, a, a goal. And so it's about the goal setting that God does in history to give people a purpose and also give them uh, a reason to work towards something. Faith is never a status quo. Faith needs to grow. It's always aimed at the future. It happens right here and now, but the choices that you make are motivated by your end goal. Um, St. Paul, in one of his letters, kind of compares life to uh, a race, you got to train for it. you got to do your best because the end goal is the victory. And in the gospel where G Jesus talks about the Lord returning, sometimes in the middle of the night, the fact that you have to, instead of sleeping or even worse, uh, living a life that is con counter to the, um, the, the mission that you've been given... Um, by announcing that there is, there is an end, there's going to be, you have a responsibility for the future, 
And that's a positive end in the gospel. Uh, it's, it goes way beyond just a moral story of, uh, well, beware, you've got to stay awake. No, it's like the, the Lord is returning from a wedding and he's coming to serve you. It's going to be a feast. It's going to be an amazing, ooh, that is a dead rat on the pavement. And it's all decomposed already. Yuck. Anyway, we're close to uh, um, the canal here. So I guess it just crawled up from the canal and then got run over by a bike or something like that, which is, in the Netherlands, a, a probable cause of mishap because of the amount of bikes that we have. Anyway, um, the, uh, the, 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 what I try to convey is we all need a goal to, to work towards. Without a purpose, without an end goal, our life becomes very monotonous and the um, this I kind of refer to um, some scientific research about the way people experienced experienced time, and uh, I, I listened to a, one of those TED talks. Uh, I think it was the TED Radio Hour, and uh, it was so interesting to hear that analysis. Um, you, you all have that experience that the older you get, the faster time seems to pass by. Right when you were a child summer holiday took forever there were days like a Sunday would last so long and you'd be so bored sometimes and the, oh, the, the older you get the more you're like wow is it, or, is it already Monday I can't believe it the, the weekend just started and we drag ourselves from week to week now the, there is a scientific reason why we experience time to go by faster uh, once we get older, and it all has to do with our brains and the way our brains uh, function. A child still has to discover and has to adapt to the world that he or she gradually discovers. So every day, in a certain way, is a challenge um, because everything is new. So your brain is working overtime to create connections, to find solutions. It's challenged constantly. It cannot rely on experience or on routine. And the more your brain works during the day, the more at the end of the day you'll have the experience that a lot has happened. And that is true also if, if you go on vacation, like a week, and a regular day, a week at work, or um, just doing household chores or whatever, it can pass by in a blink and you're like, is today, is it Wednesday? Or, oh, it's already Thursday. Because all the days resemble each other. And your days... Are, are based on routine. And if your brain is not challenged anymore, um, a routine is something that you forget about. Because, well, you do the same thing every... If you don't remember the shower that you took three days ago, because it's exactly the same activity that you do every day. So it's not something that you register as being part of your, of your life. It's definitely not something that you're going to sum up when someone asks you, how was your day? Well, hey, this morning I took a shower and it was, oh, wow, I was like 10 minutes long and it lasted forever. No, you just completely forget about it. So the more you do on routine, the more your life is this, you know, day by day, the same thing, week by week, the same things. You never try something new. You never challenge yourself anymore. The faster your life will go by and then the expert or the researcher said the best way to prolong your life is not by living longer, focus on that, 
but it is by using your time to challenge yourself, to do new things, to set new goals. And the same, so for instance, learn a new language, uh, change up your routines, even changing your fork to the other side of the plate than you're used to will change your perception of time when you're eating because your brain has to work to get the food in your mouth and you're like, oh, wait. And so, um, or learning a new language, uh, trying a new hobby, uh, change your workout routine or start working out, start walking. And I would say that the same is true for our reading and our hobbies. Um, don't re-watch the same movie over and over again, unless it's Star Wars, of course. That is totally acceptable and even good for your soul to watch that over and over and over again. But for other movies, just why re-watch a movie that you've seen already five times? Instead, challenge yourself. Watch something new. Try out a genre that you're not familiar with. Instead of always going to the superhero blockbusters, go see like an art house movie and see if that can... Can, can change up your routine. Even, even those superhero movies kind of start to blend into each other. It's like, this looks like just like what I've seen a thousand times before. Um, and it's also true for your faith. It's, it's all about building on top of the routines that you have, because faith does rely on certain things that you do on a regular basis. But never let that become a something that you do on autopilot like going to mass can be a a thing you do on autopilot you just sit down and you don't prepare anything you arrive at the very last minute and and liturgy just flows over you and goes by and then you don't even register what's happening let alone you know have having uh, spiritual fruits from it Instead, what you can do is challenge yourself to prepare it. Read the the Bible text in advance. Do something unexpected. Pray for something that you've never prayed for before. Um, And even as a parish, don't just do the stuff that you've always done just because you're you're used to that and you don't like change. But challenge yourself to do things that you've never done before or that seem to be impossible. Challenge God to help you with that. And then your faith will, again become a process of growth instead of the dreariness. And I think we need to help each other turn our, our faith lives into something that can challenge us. I'm walking through the corridor here towards the studio. And I'm just going to upload this on the Mac. So i got to go to the left here. Here's my podcast studio. Putting my Lego plates here. And my umbrella on the table and then I'm, I'm good to go so that's what I wanted to share with you thanks you so much for uh, your time for the privilege of your time and uh, check out my other shows on tridio.com and don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel it's all at Father Roderick so YouTube at Father Roderick thanks to my patrons for supporting me and uh, for those of you that are patrons you will get to see my Ireland documentary and it doesn't really matter if you're a big or a small patron, I want to just give something back. So if you have a dime to spare, consider signing up as a patron as well and get to see my Irish adventures. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye and God bless. <laughs>